this episode, we're going to look at GitHub Actions. And essentially, the GitHub Actions is a CI-CD pipeline, where as you are committing code or creating merge requests, it'll automatically run a predetermined set of scripts on your code base. And these scripts can be almost anything, ranging from running your unit tests, seeing if you have any outdated gems, running a static code analysis, checking your test code coverage, building Docker images, and so much more. And while a lot of this can be done manually, the nice thing about CI-CD pipelines is that it can do a lot of that automatically for you. And so to start off this episode, we'll start off with a blank project, and then we'll commit some code to it. So to start off, I'll create a new Rails application, and I'm just going to call this the GitHub Actions. And while we wait for that to complete, we can come down into our new project, and I'll just copy the lines where we can then push our code up to the remote repository. And so once that's done, we can navigate into our folder. We'll just go ahead and add everything, and we'll give it a commit label of first commit. And then I'll go ahead and paste this in to then push it up to the remote origin. And so once that's completed, we can go over into our actions, and then you can see that it suggests that we use this Ruby GitHub action, and there's also one for Ruby Gem. However, these won't really work for our Ruby on Rails application, so we're going to have to set up one manually. So we can skip this step and set up a workflow yourself. And by default, this will create a new folder called .github with another subfolder, workflows, and then the file main.yaml. And so I'm going to go ahead and just commit this directly into my master branch. And in my terminal, I'll go ahead and run git pull to pull this down. And so to get started, you can see that we have a name of CI up here, and that'll show in our GitHub action list the name of the test that we're running. And we can do this on certain conditions. If we want to do this whenever the code repository is pushed, to the master branch, or we can add in our development branch. And same thing on the pull request. If we have another branch that we want to check, then we can enter that in there as well. And then we get down to the jobs. And so the first job that it's going to run is called build. And I'm just going to rename this to test, because this is going to be where I run my test suite. And then there's three different steps that it's doing. The uses command, under the steps means that it's going to look at this particular action that has been published, and then it's going to run the associated code with that particular action. If there's not an action created, then we can run our own commands. Like in the example here, they gave the name for this command, run a one-line script, and it just runs echo hello world. So I'm going to go ahead and remove these two commands, and I'll remove all the comments in there. So the first action that's going to do, it's going to check out our code repository. And all of this will be ran within a Docker container, and it's going to be using the latest Ubuntu container. So by default, we need to have Ruby set up, and in order to find a Ruby action, we can go back to GitHub, and while editing our YAML file, we can look over on the right-hand side to then search for other actions. So we can search for a Ruby action, this one has been verified by GitHub, and so it's going to download a pre-built Ruby and add it to our path in five seconds. If we scroll down and see, it uses the Ruby slash Ruby setup at version 1450. 
And so when using in action, it's good to look at the documentation on the installation notes, just so you know what's going on with this particular action. So we can come in here and paste in that action. And if we want to pass some additional parameters, for example, we can give this a name. We'll just call it setup Ruby. We'll use the Ruby action, but then we can also pass in an additional parameter like our Ruby dash version. And we can set this to something like 2.7.1. And in a situation where you do have multiple services that your application is going to rely on, for example, if you have a database service that you're not using SQLite, if you're using something like Postgres, then under the particular tests that you're running this for, you can include the services with something like this, where you have a main tag services, you then give it a service name, and then the image that you want to use, and that's just referencing a Docker image. In my particular case, I'm just using SQLite, so I'm going to leave this commented out. But then when you would go to actually run your tests, we can pass in an environment variable, and that's where we would give it a database underscore URL, and then we gave it our Postgres link, and the username is Postgres, and by default there's no password, and then we can specify our local host, and then port 5432, and then the database name. And then we can run our own commands. And in the case of Postgres, you will need to install a dependency. So when the gempg is installed, it'll have the necessary header files to compile. So we can run sudo apt install, and we want it to be a quiet install with no prompts. And then we can install the lib pq-dev. We then gem install bundler, we can run a bundle install. We can do a bundle exec rails db setup if you want to older versions of rails or prepare. And then we can run the bundle exec rails test to execute our tests. However, one thing I don't like about this setup is that it's just executing all of this under one name. So if I ever have an issue, I would have to come back and scroll through a lot of text. So instead, I like breaking this out a bit more. So I might have a name where we'll install the dependencies. And so I'll put these dependencies for the Postgres and our bundler up here. We can create another one for the installed gems. And then we can create another one to prepare our database. And then finally, we can have our one to run the tests. And so we can go ahead and commit this. And then we can run git push to push this up to our code repository. And then back at GitHub, if we go back under our actions, we can see that the setup CI for Rails is now running. Coming into it, we have our CI name, and then we have our one job test that's running. And then as we come down, we can see our steps broken out, where we set up our Ruby, we install dependencies, we install our gems, we'll prepare the database, and then we'll run the tests. And so, once we let it run for a little bit, we can see that we got a failure under the prepared database. And then we can see exactly what happened. We need to run yarn install before we can execute the Rails command. And so we can search for another action. And I've already searched for it off camera. And that is the Boralis actions dash yarn at version 2.3.0. And we can run this with the command install. Oh, and I forgot the V there for the version. So recommitting that. And then we can wait for GitHub to start our workflow run. And after a few minutes, 
all the tests have successfully ran. And we can come down under the run tests and we can see that it ran our test command and everything finished successfully. So let's say if our application has some test coverage and we also want to get that reported. So in our gem file, I'm just going to add in the simple cuff gem and in the test helper .rb file, I'll just add in simplecov, and I found that disabling paralyze works a little bit better with simplecov. And so on our application, I could generate a scaffold just so we can get some automated tests built in for us. So I'll just create a scaffold for our users with a first name and a last name, and then I'll run Rails DB migrate. And once that's done, I can run Rails test, and this will run our test suite, and you can see that on a fresh Rails application with just at scaffold, we have 66% code coverage. But instead of just running this and then having to go to our report and read it, I would actually like this to be an artifact that I can then download when it runs as a GitHub action. And so back in our main YAML file, we can create another step and I'm including it under our test run because we want the code coverage after our tests have ran. So we can create a new name and we'll just give this the name create coverage artifact. And this is going to use the action actions upload dash artifact at version two. And then we can pass through with the name. We'll give this a name code dash coverage and we need to give it a path. And that's going to be our coverage path. And so now we can go ahead and commit this again and we can wait for the workflow to run. And so now once the tests have all ran, we see that we have created our code coverage and coming up to our CI, we now see our code-coverage artifact. We could download it and then look at the HTML file. So let's say in addition to our test run, we also want to run a security check. So we can create a new job and we'll call it security. It'll runs on the Ubuntu latest and then we can dive into the steps and we'll reuse some of these steps from the previous action with the action checkout, and then also setting up the Ruby version. And then we can install breakman. We can do that with a gem, install breakman. And then we can create another step to actually run breakman. And we want to get a JSON output, and let's put this to the temp breakman.json, or we'll exit with the code zero. And so now we can go ahead and commit this again. And now this time, we have our tests, and we also have our security. The security one finished really quickly. One, because our application isn't that big, but then also we didn't have to install any of the dependencies like the Ruby gems or yarn. We could just simply install Breakman and run it against the code base. And we can see that it ran successfully. However, this kind of output isn't too helpful, especially if something happened. So in the security, we can add another step and I'll just call this the breakman report. We'll have a uses, and we'll use the breakman-linter-action at version 1.0.0, and we can pass in the environment variables, and the one that we need to pass in is a report underscore path, and that's going to be our temp breakman.json, then also our GitHub token. And if you have a secret set up within GitHub, and this is going to be especially useful if you have encrypted credentials, you can set up your Rails master key as a secret. You can interplate that in with the secrets dot 
and then whatever your secret name is. In this case, we need to pass in our GitHub token. So I'll go ahead and commit that again. And then we can wait for our new commit to run the tests and the security also. So now that it's ran Breakman, we now also have our Breakman report. And over on the left-hand side, you see that we have this report here. And opening it up, we then have the JSON output that we're able to see any issues that came up in the security check. And if you do want to set up a secret key that wouldn't be visible to other developers if they don't have the permission, then you can come under the settings, and then on the left-hand side, the secrets, and then we can create a new secret. We can call this something like the Rails master underscore key, and then we can just paste in our value and add that secret. And then wherever necessary, you can then enter in that secret. So we'll have our Rails master key with the dollar sign, and then the double mustaches, the secrets dot, and then the Rails master key. And after a few minutes, everything has passed. Well, that's all for this episode. Thanks for watching.